You're leaving on a jet plane. No, I'm leaving in a Ford Escape. <laughs> a four-wheeled blue jet plane that drives on the ground. A hybrid. Oh, yeah, a hybrid. A hybrid. Your gas uh, mileage will be good. I am going on vacation, a vacation that did not take place last summer. And I've discovered everybody else is also trying to do the same oh, thing. Oh, man. Yeah, everybody's trying to get away uh, this summer. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael here with Father with Herb. Father Herb. And just so you know, I'm not going on vacation till next week. I will be here. Uh, there's a couple of weddings on, this, on Saturday and then Sunday Masses. And then after that, a baptism. It's a very full weekend, but Monday morning I will be heading out. You are for out a couple of here. a couple of weeks. Good, well deserved. Uh, and do you want to reveal where you're going, or are you gonna? I, I will be staying in the 48 states, <laughs> but not but not all of them. I'm That's... going to be going west. Uh, Judy, my sister, and her husband Vern yeah. and I are traveling out to a couple of the national parks. Wonderful. And I've not, never been to Yellowstone or Grand Teton, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, just me, the grizzly bears, uh, and about you know five million other people who have who decided also, this is the summer to go elsewhere. You know the national parks. Uh, one of my one of my um, favorite things I read in a National Geographic magazine once. You know they have some of the best photographers in the world, and they get the most incredible images from all over this beautiful earth. But the, there was a interview of a photographer, and he said, "I photographed the entire world." But really, the most beautiful places in Earth are in our national parks here. In the we United really States. do have a good park system. And, of course, I also have the park pass. I'm not even quite sure what it's called now. Um, it was, I think, once called the American Eagle or something. But when I turned 62, I was able for $10 to buy this pass, yeah. which is good for life. You can enter any national park and lots of other federal places. That's great. Uh, for free and if you are in a car, everyone in your vehicle gets in free as well. Well, I'm going to sneak into your trunk then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you want to stay in the trunk for a couple thousand miles. Well, we wish you safe travels. And uh, just a, a programming note here on the 23 podcast, we are going to be, like we do most summers, taking the month of July off from the podcast. So it doesn't mean that I didn't come back from, from uh, Yellowstone. No. No, we will resume in August. Father's going to take a couple weeks at the beginning of July. Uh, we're thanks for asking, by the way. We're going on vacation too. Oh, oh, how about you? We're, do you get Do you get time off? Uh, well, can we you, tell the difference? Yeah, you probably won't be able to. Uh, we're going to head up to uh, Northern Michigan uh, this summer at the end of July, and uh, sh really looking forward to just getting away. From that a that bit. sounds great. It yeah. really does sound good. It'll be fun. Uh, okay, you have to do it in July. If you go to Northern Michigan, in Mid to late June, you get run into the black flies. Really? Have you run into black flies? I didn't know uh, that. Off the air, I will tell you about them. Not good. They're they're troublesome, and you don't even know they're biting till afterwards. Oh my! Well, I'm glad that I. And didn't. they're they're small, but they're called black fly. I'm glad I waited till July to go. We'll talk about it later. All right. So final weekend of June, we're just chugging right along. And guess what? We are now. We've moved all the way to chapter five of Mark's gospel. <laughs> we're also. Chugging right through Mark. Yes, but I have to ask a question. Sure. So two weeks ago, we had stories, uh, parables. Last week, we had Jesus calming the sea. Mm -hmm. This week, it's Jesus healing people. But there's a couple of stories here. And I want to ask you, do you know the definition of the word intercalation? No, 
I have never heard of that Intercalation. I-N-T-E-R-C-A-L-A-T-I-O-N. Is that in this passage? No, it's not in the passage, oh. but it's what the passage is. Oh. It's called... School me, Father. Intercalation is a story within a story. Really? And there are various stories within stories in Mark's gospel, so much that some scripture scholars refers to uh, a Markan sandwich. Really? It's like sometimes a, there's, there's a, a slice, and then there's the innards, and then there's a slice. That's kind of like the 23 podcast. Or that's just distractions and digression. <laughs> <laughs> and then somewhere that, in the middle of there, there's something. Yeah, there's some meat somewhere. In the so uh, which do you like? Do you like the outside or the inside? And I, rather than talk about a, a, a bologna sandwich, I was thinking of a cookie, like an Oreo. Do you like uh, the cookie, the, the, the top, the bottom, or do you like the filling? Uh, first of all, let me just say, I love Oreos. They're just so delicious. My, your, your whole mouth is happy when you're eating an Oreo. But I would probably say this is a lot of dead time because I'm thinking I, I want to say it's the cream filling that I like. But I honestly think it's the cookie that my taste buds enjoy yeah, the for, most. For me, it's not the cream filling. Are it's we agreeing? Oh, no. Although, wait, hold on. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Regular, or, regular or double stuffed? Oh, I don't, I don't even buy the double stuff because oh, I don't like the cream filling. We get the double stuff every time. So okay, history so, repeats Okay, itself. so we've got a, you're going to be the double stuff. Uh, All right. There is a story within a story. I will read the first part. You're going to read the story within the story. Okay. And it's long, so it's the double stuff. And, and then I will read the rest of the story. He's finally given me a long portion to read, people. I, think well, he, I, still, I still get the longer. I think he finally believes in me. Gospel, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verses 21 to 43. It's very long. By the way, in, at Sunday's Mass, we may not be reading the entire version. We'll probably leave out the section that, that, I'm... that Michael is going to read today. Uh, no, no, nothing personal, Mike. Now we're back to where we started. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat, remember last week he crossed the boat, across uh, the sea. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue officials, named Jairus, came forward. Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Please come lay your hands on her, that she may get well and live. He went off with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed upon him. There was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for 12 years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet she was not helped, but only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, if I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. Immediately, her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware at once that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, who has touched my clothes? But his disciples said to Jesus, You see how the crowd is pressing upon you, and yet you ask who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. While he was still speaking, People from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, 
Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, do not be afraid, just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him inside except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue official, he caught sight of a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and said to them, Why this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they ridiculed him. Then he put them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and those who were with him and entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talika, Talitha Koum, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of 12, arose immediately and walked around. At that, they were utterly astounded. He gave strict orders that no one should know this and said that she should be given something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so it's a story within a story. A, I already forgot the word. In intercalation. Intercalation. Inter means between. Yeah. Collation. It would be like the the telling of the story. All right, friends. Here's our challenge for this week. I want you to try to use the word intercalation in in a conversation with a well. Co- you with know, a have you have you ever talked to somebody who uh, starts telling a story and then they get sidetracked and they they pick up on a detail and they go on that and eventually you get them back to the main story again. That's like the story of my life. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All that's right. an intercalation. But what a, what an impressive thing. It's not just the healing of the woman with the hemorrhage, yeah. but it's also raising the dead to life. This is the first account yeah. of a, a, a dead person being raised to life. It's not the only account. Right. You know, the common thread I see through this and the previous weeks is faith. Yeah. In fact, he says the same things. Don't be afraid. It, I, even when I was reading that, it's the same words that Jesus said to the apostles out on the boat. Right. Don't be afraid. Have faith. It's interesting. You know, obviously, we are traveling through the gospel readings chronologically through Mark. Uh, so obviously he was, you know, you talked a couple of weeks ago about, you know, he was setting the tone for what's to come in the following chapters. I think it's all very purposeful how he's he's implanting the emphasis of faith for what is to come. That, it, that you know, even as we look at the first um, miracle of bringing someone back to life, we are we are foreshadowing what will eventually happen to Jesus himself. It's an ongoing unfolding of the mystery. Yeah. And I think, I think if you look back since we went back into ordinary time, what we've been hit with are very, very powerful aspects of Jesus' ministry. So we have the parables. And, of course, there are plenty of other parables that we have not dealt with yet. Yeah. We had the power of Jesus over the storm. So it was like the, the natural disasters, but also we can personalize that, uh, the storms of our lives. Yeah. And now then we have the physical healing and even the power over death. So it, it just keeps saying, who is this person? I want to ask you a question because you always ask me a lot of questions. I guess I ask you some questions too. If you were in this crowd, 
so put yourself back into this this moment the first century if you were in this crowd and jesus was walking by what would you want to do would you want to talk to him would you want to simply touch his clothes would you want to ask him to go get something to eat what would what would you want your interaction to be with him i fear that with my personality i would be very shy Mm. because i'm a shy person when it comes to somebody that I don't really know, I, I might observe. I'm a good observer. I might have wanted to take it all in, but I probably would not want to want to have been the center of attention. Yeah. Kind of like the, the woman. She, she wanted to be healed, but she did not really want to be a center of attention. What about now, though? Like, w- knowing that, you know, the way that you know Jesus now in your life, I would say you were to go back I would say time. let's go have a cup of coffee. Hey, let's go to the Flying Joe. The Flying Joe. You let's have a cup of coffee. Scones or avocado toast, Jesus. My treat. Uh I, I think I want an Oreo cookie. <laughs> oh, they do again, not a commercial for the Flying Joe, but they they've got some good baked goods. Okay. But <laughs> it, it would be it would be very exciting just to spend time. I don't know that I would have to talk about anything important. Yeah. Now, these were important messages uh, to the, the woman with the hemorrhage. Can you imagine? She was desperate. Sure. It said that she had gone to doctors and she was worse. Yeah. I mean, people, you hear things like that. Like, I went to this doctor and they, didn't, they couldn't diagnose it, so I went to someone else and they couldn't. And that's not uncommon. It takes a while. I think sometimes we think doctors are superhuman and kind of figure it out right away. Yeah. But it's not that easy. No. I think for me, I would almost feel as if somebody else needs him more than I do. Like, I wouldn't want to get in the way of somebody like the woman that's hemorrhaging. Like, what, whatever, my, whatever my needs are don't feel significant enough to bother him, right? Like, clearly, if a woman's bleeding out, that, that tends to be a little more significant and that that's actually what the uh, the people from the synagogue official's house said why trouble the teacher any longer your daughter is dead mm. uh, why trouble him okay so let's bring it back into 2021 do we go through our spirituality do we go through our faith thinking the same thing because even if he's not physically walking past us in the first century he's just as present and just as much with us today. And do we in our own spirituality still say, well, I don't want to bother him with this because it's not that important. But he thinks every, every need that we have, every, every worry, every moment of joy, whatever it may be, any anxious moment are important. And so do we bring them to him as if they were important to him? One of the big mistakes people make is we separate. We separate our expectation of what God can do for us from what we need to do for ourselves and maybe with the help of other people. In other words, we think it, we need to totally rely on God yeah. or totally rely on ourselves. And let's use the example of doctors or others who can heal us. Yeah. And it's never one or the other. It's always a combination. Mm. We've got to do both. And so, no, I don't think anything is too small to take to Jesus. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think we also sometimes, Jesus is saying, hey, figure it out yourself. 
I've already kind of guided you. I've, I've directed you. Uh, use sure. your own skills. Well, we also do that. I, I was thinking as you were saying that, um, even at Mass, you know, we talk about one of my favorite documents from the Catholic bishops is Sing to the Lord, and it talks about the role of music within the liturgy. Clearly, I would take a liking to that one. Uh, but it talks about that every time, every time that we celebrate Mass, we bring all of our joy, our hope, our, what are the four words? Joys, hopes, fears, and anxieties, I think. I think those are the four. We bring those with us to the liturgy, and we place them at the altar, right? We're, we're bringing those with us. And then we also take what we receive, namely the Word of God and Jesus in the Eucharist, and then we take that back out into the world to serve the joys, the hopes, the fears, and anxieties of everyone else. When we, when we talk about the parts of the Mass, like with the parents of RCIA, uh, uh, with the parents of First Communion, or those participating in RCIA, yeah. I always, always ask the question, when Mass begins and we carry the Gospel book in procession, who carries it in? Well, it's usually carried in by the deacon, if the deacon is present. Right. And if there's no deacon, it's one of the lectors. Correct. But then my question is, and who carries the Gospel out dun, after da, Mass? Do you want me to answer? And yes, you the may answer, answer is all of us. Yeah, because the, the gospel is broken open and shared. And so the book itself is left on the ambo. Actually, I was going to say that the significance is not just, well, we don't have any place to put it. So let's just leave it on the ambo. There's significance to that. And it should be left. I leave it open. Yeah. I think sometimes uh, some of our electors. Uh, who are so tidy, they quickly close it after reading the <laughs> petitions. But I, I like to leave it open yeah, because it stays open, but the actual message should be in our hearts. Right. T and taken back out yeah. with us. Now, part of the, the reason there are stories and miracles about healing or raising from the dead, but let's say with the healing, is that at the time of Jesus, death and healing or sickness were always considered uh, an affront to the the fullness of creation. Yeah. Creation was good. You read Genesis chapter 1. God said it was good. And that line is repeated over and over again. Mm -hmm. So there is sin. There, is, there are diseases. There are ailments. And people do die. So... When the gospel recalls that people are being healed, it's not just that Jesus had a big heart and he's healing the woman who is with the hemorrhage, yeah. which is very beautiful. You could stop right there and say that's good. Mm -hmm. Or that it's even just a miracle and you understand that Jesus is more than just a good human. Mm -hmm. That would be good. But it's even more than that. I feel like one of those late night commercials. But wait, there's more. Call now. Yeah. And you know what the more is? It's a, it's a sign of the kingdom. The kingdom is the restoration of the fullness of creation in its, all, in its true potential and possibility. Mm. So go back two weeks ago when we talked about uh, the parables. They start with the kingdom of God is like. The healing stories, they don't have that phrase. The kingdom of God is like the, the woman with the hemorrhage. Yeah. But in a re reality, it is. It's a parable in action where Jesus is restoring and the restoration is a sign that the kingdom is coming upon us. And what did Jesus say in other parts of the Gospels? The kingdom of God is at hand. Yes. Not 
coming down the road. And, you know, hang in there, folks. You might get to go to heaven when you die. You know, that's kind of the world I grew up in, but that's really kind of a, a misunderstanding. We already are in the kingdom while we're still on earth. Sure. And whether or not we have physical healing or not, and sometimes we do at the hands of good doctors, we have surgery, uh, and many times people go on to live a full life. However, we also all die, and we know that. Right. That's not a denial of the kingdom. I think, you know, we are, we do not have enough time to unpack this, but I think sometimes we have an unhealthy relationship with death. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I, as many funerals as, as you and I have been part of, yeah. we have had, we've had to, to think a lot about death. Yeah. It's not just going through the motions or singing songs of hope. Right. That we really have to confront it face to face before we're we're worth anything, with a, a family that has just lost someone, especially when it's been an unexpected death or a tragic death of some sort. I think what I've learned, at least what I'm convinced of, is that God does not see death in the same way that we see death, in terms of being a very sad thing. Uh, I think you know there's there is hope in what we believe, uh, and that. In some ways, it's almost like he's he's bringing us back into, you know, the fullness of the kingdom that we are we're a part of here on earth. Can you can you imagine what Jairus was going through with his daughter's oh, death? Yeah. yeah, that is as a as a dad, I don't I can't begin to imagine. Yeah, and we don't want to end up on a, a downer <laughs> like this. Yeah, the, the so music it, just started while about, we were sad. It's about life and restoration, and even the restoration of the daughter to the father yeah. is like, okay, this is the kingdom. Jesus brings good out of even bad situations. All right, friends, guess what? We hope you have a great month of July, a good rest of your summer. Uh, I will be here the next couple of weeks while father is gone and vice versa. And uh, we'll see you back for the podcast during the month of August. God bless you all. Take care. <laughs>